0: Hi, and welcome back to the Disney Plus Princess Podcast. I'm Meredith, and I'm here to guide you through every animated feature-length film on Disney's streaming service, Disney Plus. In this episode, we'll be discussing Disney's second feature-length film, Pinocchio. Pinocchio was released in early 1940, three years following the world premiere of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. For more on that, listen to last week's episode. So, what was going on in the early half of 1940? Well, the year before, the world dove headfirst into the Second World War. Due to this, the film was a box office flop during its initial release. In non-war news, 1940 was a big year for animation. Elmer Fudd, Daisy Duck, Tom, and Jerry all debuted this year. Batman sidekick Robin premiered, and the New York Rangers won the Stanley Cup. The entire world was so consumed by the war that not much else was happening at this time. Even though not a lot was happening elsewhere in the world, a lot was going on with Walt and Walt Disney Animation. After the release of Pinocchio, Walt Disney Productions had its initial public offering on April 2, 1940, with Walt Disney as president and chairman and Roy Disney as CEO. The Disney team was also able to build their newer, larger headquarters and studio in Burbank, California, where the company still resides today. Pinocchio is also the first film to have the bulk of its character animation led by some of the nine old men. These men included Frank Thomas, Ollie Johnston, Wooly Ritherman, Les Clark, Ward Kimball, Eric Larson, John Lonsberry, Milt Call, and Mark Davis. Most character animation from Pinocchio through the 1970s was led by these men. Due to the work of these men... Pinocchio is noted as the most perfectly animated film of all time. Even though this is the case, Pinocchio unfortunately did not see strong box office sales due to World War II. On the other hand, Pinocchio was the first Walt Disney film to win an Academy Award for Best Music Original Score and for Best Music Original Song. The award for Best Original Song was for When You Wish Upon a Star. Eventually, in a re-release in 1945, the film was able to recoup the costs, which was $2.2 million, twice the amount of Snow White. The production was supervised by Ben Sharpstein and Hamilton Lusk, and the film sequences were directed by Norman Ferguson, T. He, Wilford Jackson, Jack Kennedy, and Bill Roberts. Pinocchio was a groundbreaking achievement in the area of effects animation, giving realistic movement to vehicles, machinery, and natural elements such as rain, lightning, smoke, shadows, and water. The film was released in theaters by RKO Radio Productions on February 7, 1940. So now that you've heard a little bit about the production and the history of the movie, let's move on to the summary. The film begins with Jiminy Cricket explaining that this is a story of a wish coming true. The story begins in the workshop of a woodworker named Geppetto. Geppetto is working on a wooden marionette puppet who he christens with the name Pinocchio. Before going to bed, Geppetto wishes on a star that Pinocchio was a real boy so he could be a father. A blue fairy then visits the workshop and brings Pinocchio to life, but he is still technically a puppet. Pinocchio must prove that he is brave, truthful, and unselfish in order to become a real boy. Jiminy Cricket, who has been a witness to all of this, is then assigned to be Pinocchio's conscience. Geppetto is thrilled to discover that his wish has come true and that Pinocchio is now alive. Geppetto sends Pinocchio off to school immediately. On his way, Pinocchio meets Honest John the Fox and Gideon the Cat. The two lead him astray by convincing him to join Stromboli's puppet show to earn money and fame. After Jiminy fails at being Pinocchio's conscience, Pinocchio then stars in Stromboli's show, singing I've Got No Strength. Pinocchio is very excited and Jiminy decides he is on the correct path and that he no longer needs his conscience. When in reality, Pinocchio has dug himself into a hole and was locked in a cage by Stromboli so he can continue to star in his show and make Stromboli lots of money. Jiminy then decides to say goodbye and catches up with Pinocchio. He tries to free Pinocchio from the cage, but eventually the Blue Fairy returns to set him free. During this encounter, Pinocchio lies about how they got into this mess and his nose starts growing. Which, in reality, is really gross and skewed me out. The Blue Fairy then returns Pinocchio's nose to normal and frees them both from the cage. While this is all happening, Honest John and Gideon meet a coachman who promises them money in exchange for bad little boys to take to Pleasure Island. Um, very creepy, am I right? Honest John then runs into Pinocchio and convinces him that he is, quote, allergic, and the only, quote, cure is to vacation on Pleasure Island. So, Pinocchio, without question, heads to Pleasure Island. On the way to Pleasure Island, which, by the way, had an entire area of Orlando's downtown Disney named after it in the 90s and early 2000s, Pinocchio becomes friends with a boy named Lampwick. Upon arriving at the island, the boys are allowed to participate in amusement park rides, a large amount of junk food, quote, the rough house, tobacco row, a model home open for destruction, and a pool hall. The boys are encouraged to drink, smoke, gamble, and vandalize wherever they'd like. Later, the island appears to be empty, and Jiminy comes across Lampwick and Pinocchio in the pool hall, drinking and smoking cigars. The three then get into a fight, and Jiminy leaves to start heading home. While leaving, Jiminy comes across a scene of donkeys being loaded into boats. Jiminy then realizes that the donkeys are actually just the other boys on the island. He races back to Pinocchio, but it's too late. Lampwick has already turned totally into a donkey, and Pinocchio has both the ears and tail. Pinocchio and Jiminy end up escaping the island. I found it very amusing that these scenes use the word jackass, which I can't imagine a modern film using at all. Jimmy and Pinocchio race home to find that no one is at Geppetto's workshop. They then receive a note letting them know that Geppetto, his kitten Figaro, and his fish Cleo have been swallowed by the whale monstro while looking for Pinocchio. Pinocchio then jumps in the sea, followed by Jimmy, and begins the hunt for his whale. I just want to pause to talk about how incredible the animation is in this movie. The water in these scenes, without a doubt, is some of the most impressive animation I have ever seen. It is so realistic, and I have no idea how they achieved this. Nowadays, all these CGI movies have these custom software programs that allow water to look realistic. If you wanted to see an example of this, I would check out Moana. I watched this movie with my boyfriend, who is not a crazy Disney person like me. And not only was he absolutely floored by the way they animated this scene, but other aspects of the movie like the incredible multiplane action throughout. Anyway, back to the story. Pinocchio eventually finds Monstro, is swallowed by the whale, and is reunited with his father. Pinocchio then makes Monstro sneeze by lighting a fire in his belly, and the four escape on a raft crafted by Geppetto. The quad then is chased by the whale, eventually escaping. It appears that Geppetto, and somehow figure out when Cleo, who, by the way, is untouched in her glass bowl, survive and wash ashore. Unfortunately, it appears that Pinocchio has selflessly sacrificed himself for his family. Geppetto brings Pinocchio's body home and mourns the loss of his son. This act, however, is enough to prove that Pinocchio is now a good boy. The Blue Fairy's magic then turns Pinocchio into an unsettling real boy, and everyone celebrates. Jimny is rewarded, receiving a solid gold badge, making him an official conscience. They all dance into the night and live happily ever after. The end. So, now that you've heard a recap of the movie, let's head into some of my favorites. My favorite character in Pinocchio would have to surprisingly be Geppetto. I had a really hard time choosing between Geppetto and my honorable mention, but I had to go with him for his true kindness and selflessness. Geppetto had all of the qualities Pinocchio needed in order to become a real boy. He was such a bright light in a movie that had some very odd, corrupt, and dark characters. He was so heartwarming, and he just wanted to be a parent, which is a very small ask for someone with such a big heart. His act of going out to sea to rescue Pinocchio and risking his life by being swallowed by a whale sealed the deal for me. As someone who loves their parents endlessly, I really felt for him and was really happy that he got a happy ending, even though I really don't like Pinocchio. (laughs) My honorable mention would have to be Figaro. Figaro is a delightful character. Full disclosure, I am a cat person, and Figaro reminded me of my two kittens when they were little. For some reason, Disney has now made Figaro Minnie's cat, which I really don't like. But I do like Figaro for a tiny being. I recommend watching the movie for him alone. This week, I decided to combine my favorite scene and favorite piece of animation. I know, it's only the second episode and I'm messing up with my process, but it's fine because the Monstro scenes were so incredible, I felt like it made more sense to just talk about them together. And let's be honest, the Monstro scenes are my favorite because of the animation. Monstro and whales as a whole are such beautiful creatures and the animators did an amazing job with the animation and background work. For background work, the inside of Monstro's belly was absolutely breathtaking. I also really enjoyed Jiminy Cricket floating past Monstro's eye. These were both highlights that made me audibly gasp at their beauty and detail. On top of that, Monstro moving through the water was insane. I don't understand how they animated it. I know I discussed this in my summary, but I need to reiterate how absolutely incredible this is. I also know that I said earlier you should watch this movie for Figaro, but you really should watch it and watch the animation very closely. It's such a work of art, and that art is highlighted in all of these scenes. My honorable mention would have to be the scene inside the billiards hall on Pleasure Island. The scene is very funny and was a lighthearted moment in a darker part of the film. As for my favorite song, it would have to be I've Got No Strings. This was a very cute scene, and the song, while fairly simple, was a great addition to it. I enjoyed the animation of the other marionettes, and Pinocchio really did steal the show in this scene. My honorable mention is When You Wish Upon a Star. The classic, award-winning song was an obvious choice, but it was much more of a background moment for me, and I didn't feel it added to any of the scenes. So, does Pinocchio stand up to the test of time? It's a very odd movie, but overall, I felt it stood up. It felt a little weird at Pleasure Island, as there was some animal cruelty. I also felt that Stromboli was a slight caricature, but other than these, I think that it's a fairly harmless film in the light of what is to come in future films. Now, for my ranking. Drumroll, please. Pinocchio is currently number one on my list, with Snow White sitting at number two. I chose this because I felt that the animation in Pinocchio, above everything else, put it over the top for me. So that's all for Pinocchio. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like, please rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform you listen on. Additionally, please follow me at Disney Plus Princess Podcast on Instagram and send me a DM. I have thus far received two from people I don't know personally and was really shocked and thrilled. Thank you for reaching out. I'd love to talk to other Disney fans. I truly appreciate you for listening to my silly little passion project. Again, thank you so much for listening and have a magical day. in this podcast were used in compliance with the U.S. Copyrights Act Fair Use Exemption for criticism and commentary.